How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We can fly off into the sunset together. A rusty old American dream still running. A rusty old American dream. And we will help you keep it running. At least the help comes from Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Morning, Dan. Good morning. Nice to see. What a nice weekend. Oh, what a, I didn't. I didn't not. Wear a jacket, and I did not need a jacket need it, this yes. morning. It's really nice. Now, are you going to be getting on that bike today? I, you know, I've got an awful lot of yard work to catch up on. Yeah, so. welcome to the club. Yeah. So first I, things first. Well, you know, you <clears throat> when you get all this rain, you get kind of stuck behind, and and uh, and then when you get a sunny, bright day, you've got a lot to do. <laughs> so I got to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been out there, so I got to get caught up. Well, I want to give our phone number and a text number. If you have any car care uh, questions you want to ask Dan, he's the guy you want to chat with. He's helped us out for about 20 years here on CCO. And before you bring in your vehicle to your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, uh, at least you'll be armed with a little more information. And as we said from time to time, it really helps uh, when you come into your favorite shop or uh, or your dealer to say, hey, I think it might be this and that. It kind of narrows the time frame down, doesn't it? Yeah, that helps. The information that we get from the customer is very, very important. So uh, don't hesitate to share the whole story. Yes. Tell everything. Yeah, that's the best idea. 651-989-9226 is our phone number. We've cleared the lines, and you can use them now if you want to phone in your car care question for Dan. Otherwise, like other folks are doing, send a text, 81807. Dan, here's a text that came in earlier this morning, as a matter of fact. And I think I know what the listener is talking about. Uh, Dan, uh, bought a new gas can today. What's the deal with the nozzle thing? Have you seen some of these newer nozzles? Uh, I, I bought one here about uh, three, four months ago. Yeah, I mean, a gas can for storing. It's yeah. For storing, yeah. yeah, like a two-gallon can. Yeah, so. I guess I have not seen the new ones. But yeah, it's, it's, it's got like a spring. It's, it, the nozzle is a whole different thing. All complicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happened to open it up and pour? Do so. you know what? Years ago, I kind of made a commitment to this these the the storing gas uh in your garage yeah. can, can be dangerous uh, sure. and, and certainly to store a can in the garage without you know without it properly being sealed and mm-hmm. all of that is is very dangerous to leave a can you know partially open letting vapors out yeah it, you know you're essentially or or you or you stick a rag in the end of it, and really what you're making is a Molotov <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> and, that, that's true. That's a good uh, point. Which is very dangerous. So years ago, I made the commitment. I spent the big bucks and bought uh, metal safety cans that you know are automatic closing. They have the mm. funnel built right into them, and uh, you know, they're, they're expensive, but they, I feel safer. much safer storing that in my garage. So that's my advice on, on storing gas cans. That's a good point. Yeah, I know what this listener is talking about, though. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, good morning, Dan. Denny, I have a 2004 Taurus. The transmission gave out on me on the freeway. It won't move in any gear. I heard it could be the <laughs> torque converter. Could be. Yep. And they are replaceable without a complete overhaul. What are the chances of no major damage to the transmission? I would like to replace it myself. Uh, I'm not sure I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the trouble is, unless you've had it properly diagnosed, to, to, to just stick a torque converter in it while that's the least expensive thing to do, I would be afraid to do that uh, because you don't know the integrity of the rest of the transmission. It's mm. a huge job to do it yourself, and uh, the risk of there being something else is pretty significant. So I would be afraid to just put a torque converter in. Now, if you have the time, you want the adventure, uh, you buy a used one, so you don't have too much money into it, go ahead. I, I mean, it's like I say, it's a big job, but but uh, but if you want the adventure and you want to do it, go ahead. That, that, I mean, it's it, it certainly can be done, but uh, but if you're... If it's a burden and you don't have the time or whatever, uh, if you're gonna big job, get it to get a new converter. Oh, well, you got to take the transmission out of the yeah. car. So yeah, well, e- either is... way, the transmission has to come out. That's why if if you want to be sure and you're dealing with used parts, maybe get the transmission too. As long as you're taking ah. it out, uh, put a whole new. You know, from the from the uh, uh, on the used market, they sell a warranty with the parts that they sell now, you know, you can get a two or three year warranty on a transmission or an engine if you buy it used. And uh, I think that's a good idea. All right. And a bill that sounds like he might be capable of doing such yeah, a thing too. That's right. So good for you. 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones. Pat is first up here calling from Hastings. Pat, Dan's listening. Well, I've always driven vans for the past several, many several years. And I was advised by a friend, uh, that I should use the premium gas, and that would eliminate the check engine light coming on all the time. Well, now I've got a 2006, and I still keep using the premium. I mean, I've had the 6 for a while, but my daughter said uh, yesterday, I don't think you need to put the premium in anymore, Ma. And I'm just wondering, should I keep putting the premium in? No. Uh, You only need to put the gas... uh the gas that the manufacturer recommends for your vehicle, and I'm sure for that for that van, uh, regular fuel is just fine. Danny, we've gone over this before about gas and gas quality, yeah. and you know, regular versus premium. And it has um, the difference between regular and premium has everything to do with temperature. The you know the the ability for the gas to self ignite uh, under certain temperature conditions. It uh, premium fuel has no more energy in it than regular fuel. So uh, if your car is designed for regular, putting premium in will not get you better gas mileage because it just does not need it and it does not take advantage of it. So I'm sure that your van calls for regular. Check your owner's manual. That will tell you what fuel to put in and put in exactly what they tell you to put in. But what about that check engine light? It has, that absolutely has nothing to do yeah. with fuel. <laughs> yeah, the, if your check engine light is coming and going, you need to have that diagnosed because that, that does not have to do with the, with the quality of fuel that you're putting in your car. Very good, Pat. Thanks for the call. 651-989-9226. Text number is 81807. I think we have to take a break, don't we, right about now? Okay, let's, uh, let's do that. 
And uh, we're going to come back with more of your questions for, for Dan. So they still have time. Dan will be here till about 745, so don't wait. Uh, give us your uh, text or call in uh, just a couple of minutes if you can. 68, the high today, 70 tomorrow. Right now in the Twin Cities, our current temp is 43. Uh, i tell you what. One of the best things I ever did to my house was my garage. I'm talking about my garage floor. It's coming up to almost seven years ago. I hired a CCO Land company, a friend of mine told me about, called Great Garage Floors. Ron and his crew came out. As I said, it's going to be seven years uh, this coming July. He prepped the, uh, they did, that whole crew, and he used nothing but the best crew, by the way, and the best products, to put on that beautiful epoxy finish. And believe me, it's a lot more reasonable than you might imagine. We've got graduation parties coming up, other summer family get-togethers maybe. It turns out to be another room in your house, and it really is so easy to keep clean. And it's kind of fun, as a matter of fact. And it just looks good and so long-lasting. What you do is you call Ron. I'll give you a phone number. You can get a free quote from him. He'll kind of explain how the whole deal works. And, uh, and it took uh, my, uh, about a day and a half or so to complete. Just looks great. 952-473-8600. If you're interested, I urge you to call him. Do it today because Ron does book up rather fast. 952-473-8600. Or if you missed that, you want to get on the web, go to greatgaragefloorsforyou.com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with uh, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, which is located exactly where? On we Grand. are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. And uh, you can find us on the web. Our new website will be coming up here in the next All right. week or two, uh, which I've been talking about forever. Yeah. Why does it take so long? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call. I think Jim will be there this morning oh, okay. at 651-228-1316. Excellent. All right. Uh, let's go back to the phones. There is a line open if you want to use it for your car care question for Dan. 651-989-9226. Uh, Richard is calling from Minneapolis. Richard, you're on CCO with Dan. Yeah, we've talked about this quite a few times, but I, everybody knows how miserable it is to change the rear spark plugs on the uh, V6 crossways. Uh, if you, uh, break one off, like you've talked about before and the shop, you know, shop does it, uh, who ends up, uh, paying for, I assume it's a, you go in for a hundred dollar, uh, change spark plug job and end up with a thousand dollars if they have to pull the engine and take the head off of that thing. Uh, well, how, how does that work out? Well, that's a tricky deal. That's, uh, that's one of the, we would, in, in, in our case, I would stop before it breaks. You, I mean, you, when you get back there and you're, you can tell if it's going to be stuck. And at that point, we need to make a call and say, hey, this is happening. Uh, uh, you know, there's a risk here and you need to be aware of it. And, and ultimately, it's your car and, and it, of course, becomes your problem. Um, if they break it off before they talk to you, then I guess that requires uh, a con- uh, 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 more of a conversation but at any rate, it, there, maybe there's some sort of uh, compromise that you can reach on it. But it's nobody's fault. I mean, the, the fact that the plug gets stuck in the head is, you know, not the technician's fault and it's not your fault. It's just the way it goes sometimes. But at the end of the day, it is your car. So 
I guess it probably is at some level your responsibility. So, well, you know, well, we had a text too that's connected. Thanks, Richard, uh, to spark plugs too on a V six. The the uh, listener, the texter, cannot get a spark plug socket to fit. All the plugs. Uh-huh. Well, there, see, there's the trick. Yeah. Ask before it happens. <laughs> Very good. Ask for help and, uh, before it happens. But, um, you know, that, in that case, usually, as you know, most of most commonly spark plugs are stuffed down inside a hole uh, in yeah. going into the head. And down inside that hole gets full of debris and sometimes rust and corrosion and whatever. And, uh, and so because it's so full of that debris, you can't get the plug down onto the socket. And so what's required in that case is to uh, start with compressed air. Oftentimes, if you just blow all the stuff out of there, Mm. that takes care of it. But uh, if not, sometimes you need to put some lubricant down in there. Sometimes you need to get a long pick down in there and kind of grind away it a little bit and get that stuff loosened up and then get it out of there. And eventually you'll wiggle the socket on far enough to uh, be able to get to get it onto the plug, oh. so you can get the uh, the plug out. What a bother! But that happens too. You know, there are some models of cars where uh, the spark plugs simply won't come out, and that's we've had this conversation too. You know, they they say my car is 15 years old and it's not due for spark plugs yet, but what should I do? And my advice is always change them because uh, if you wait too long and they get too carboned up uh, inside. The plugs will not come out. Wow! And that's that's a big deal. I guess. And so, uh, so change your plugs, uh, not just on a mileage schedule, but also on the time schedule that the manufacturer recommends. Because, uh, like I say, otherwise they'll get stuck in there, and you won't get them out. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We got a bunch of text messages on eight one eight zero seven. We're going to grab those right after we talk with Don, who's calling from now. Then Don, you're on with uh, Dan Burns. Hi, I have a 2007 Impala, and uh, the uh, anti-lock brake or anti-skid light comes on, and there's a little grinding for just a second when you go to take off, it, it reverse or uh, or forward. Well, the the uh, I I don't know if you if what you're hearing is the ABS system activating. It's kind of a ratcheting sound or something like that. But but if that's the case, then the car's confused and it thinks that one of the wheels is uh, either locked up or 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 spinning, and it applies the brakes a little bit, you know, electronically, and that's what you're hearing. Uh, if that's the case, then there's something wrong with probably one of the sensors or the reluctor wheel that it that is the counter um, for the anti-lock brake system. And if the light is actually coming on and staying on, there's probably a code stored in there. And if there is, at least that tells us which wheel we should be looking at and helps us with the diagnosis. But, okay, yeah, th- the light does go off almost right away. Okay, so it's just, it's just the, <clears throat> it's actually just the light that's coming on to tell you that the anti-lock brake system is activated and it shouldn't be. So if you bring it in, we can uh, get hook up our computer to yours, get the information, and find out which wheel is acting up. And like I say, it's probably going to require a sensor or something like that. Or sometimes they just get 
uh, you know, rust built up on them, and and it's as simple as cleaning. Well, not simple actually. <laughs> it's as complicated as cleaning them up, because <laughs> getting them out is sometimes tricky. I take it you've had to do that. Oh yeah, right. yeah. So, but at any rate, it's an easy fix. Bring it in, and and somebody will be able to help you with that. No problem. Good deal. Let's take a break, Dan. We'll have uh, more show to come. If you have a uh, car care question, in fact, the texters, we're going to grab uh, your text messages when we come back after the break. In the Twin Cities, 43, few clouds. We're heading for 68 today, 70 tomorrow. Beautiful weekend here in the Twin Cities. A lot of folks doing a little cleanup. Some folks have to clean gutters. Not me, not for the past 20 years or so when I got those LeafGuard gutter systems. And a lot of people are hurt every year by those ladder-related injuries. Something like 500,000 people every year. Almost 20 years ago, I had those LeafGuard gutters put on by Lindis Construction. One-piece seamless construction. Now, this is not a gutter gizmo, what I call a gutter gizmo, or an add-on device. This is a one-piece seamless construction. The best gutter system your money can buy. Lifetime no-clog warranty, lifetime finish warranty. So keep that ladder in the garage. Get those LeafGuard gutters. Right now, you can get free installation on labor on those LeafGuard gutters. Free installation labor. Some restrictions apply. Go to lindisconstruction.com, or here's that easy number to remember. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. And welcome back to this portion of CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. And, Dan, we've got uh, some texters. Let's see if we can't help them out. Somebody wants to, I don't have to give the, the make or model, but it's a relatively newer car. How often should you polish or wax your car? I mean, can't do it too much. You can't do it too much. I'm with you on that. <laughs> no, it. Uh, you know, a couple times a year, maybe. I'd say a couple times a year. I, yeah. For sure, spring and fall. Yeah. And you know, if you want to polish it up, or you know, the the one cool thing about polishes and so forth is some of them have gotten so easy. Yeah. I mean, some of them have gotten literally where you just spray them on a white moth. Yeah. And so what I do is spring and fall, I you know, go through it with a cleaner and clean all the tar off of yeah. it and get all the, the the crud and oxidation off it with some sort of a cleaner. And then, uh, then I'll polish it after that, spring and fall. But during the year, then I'll use one of those simple spray-on, wipe-off things. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of keeps it up in between. That's a good point. And keeps it looking nice. Yeah, they have and, come out with some neat new products. Yeah. Product. As you know, it works because when I... When I get rid of my cars, they people want them. They're sure. <laughs> they look like new. You know, I like to do it. It takes more time, um, and I'll do it with this vehicle. Is I polish it and then I wax it. Yeah, I know it. That yeah. takes a while. That takes a lot but, of energy. But boy, you got a bigger vehicle now to wait till you. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Take wait till you see how much more it. surface area there is. Using a stepladder. Yeah. All right. Good morning, Dan. Texter says I have a 2013 Ford Fusion. I am told the rear brakes and rotors need to be replaced. Yet I only have 25,000 miles in the car. Uh, why would that be? Pretty common, actually. Is it really? You know the. Uh, um, Sometimes from the manufacturer, they don't the, the the brakes are not built for Minnesota weather, and the rear brake pads get stuck in the slides. There's nothing wrong with the uh, to the brakes other than the fact that they that they are going to need to be replaced prematurely. But when we redo the brakes, we take and we clean up all the slides on the on the mounts and on the uh, calipers. We clean all that stuff up. We lubricate it all so that that doesn't reoccur, and you'll get much longer wear out of the second mm. round of brakes. Okay, but it's just uh, just the way they're built. They're, you know, not everybody lives in our climate. That's true. Yeah. 
A texter says this, I filled up my 2006 BMW 530 wagon yesterday, drove off after a couple of miles. Car started running rough, hesitating and missing, lost power. I could go barely 60 miles an hour. The check engine light came on. When I came to a stop, I was afraid that the engine may die, but then the check engine light went off. Car ran normally. Well, before I got home, it ran rough again. Same problem. Uh, you think it could be water in the gas? Is it an injector problem? What else could it be? You know, I used to say, oh, never. You know, never do you get uh, bad quality gas, but I have seen it uh, in the past yeah. 10 years. I've seen it three or four times where, you know, that somehow some contaminate, cause some contaminant got into the tanks underground. Uh, the good news for you is the check engine light was on, so we'll have some information uh, that will give us a, a direction. Um, but that seems to be a strange coincidence if right after you filled it up with gas, you're having that sort of yeah, trouble. So yeah. um, I would I would check into that further. And you might also call the place where you got the gas because if they're aware of a problem, uh, they're going to want to n- help you take care of that before the problem gets worse. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. All right. But I would check there because if, you know, if there was, if you're the only one that has had a problem, it's probably not the probably gas. Probably not the gas, yeah. If uh, there's a whole bunch on the list that have had problems at the gas station, then uh, then you better uh, you better let them know that. Good. Uh, I just had the blower motor resistor replaced because I could only have the air on high. What is it and how does it work? Well, it's it controls the ground side of the blower motor, and when you have the vehicle on high, you get full voltage and full ground uh, through the system, which makes it run at full speed. As when it goes through the blower motor resistance on the different speeds, it adds resistance, and by adding resistance, it slows the blower motor down. So... The reason that it's that when you have a blow, when you have a blower motor resistor problem, <clears throat> the reason that it keeps working on high is when it's on high, it's it's bypassing the blower motor resistor completely. Okay, so good question. Good morning, Texter says I have a 2011 Chevrolet Equinox. The Bluetooth function quit working. What what would cause that? I can't find any information on this. The Bluetooth is only for the phone in this vehicle. Thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> I I. I that's not playing to my strong suit. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we have uh, really, really good young people working at Lloyd's that know all about this. So uh, they, of course, don't steer any of that work towards me. And, <laughs> and appropriately, they don't steer any of that work towards me. But, you know, the, the uh, oftentimes with radio and, and uh and the accessory type functions, just like on your computer and on your phone and on, on stuff that you have, oftentimes if you just power it off and power it back on, which in a car oftentimes means pulling a fuse or, or finding the, the um, power or the source power for it. And first of all, checking the fuse. Sometimes it, maybe there's a fuse blown, but oftentimes that's helpful is, is if you just power it down and let it power back up, and it reboots, and the game changes. So uh, that's a good place to start. And beyond that, when you get into programming, ask ask somebody young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, uh, Dan, let's see. Where is the question? Oh, my new Toyota Highlander oil change interval suggests changing at 10,000 miles. I believe I heard you say the O20 full synthetic oil will last that long, but you feel the filter would not. Could I change the filter 
at 5,000 between the suggested 10,000 oil and filter service. Yeah, don't bother with that. Just change the oil at 5,000 miles. Just do it. Especially on the first round. Yeah. I have a newer Toyota, and I'm doing the same thing. At 5,000 miles, I'm going to change the oil and rotate the tires, which is premature, but I want it to be fresh and... and uh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's the lifeblood of the car. You know, at 10,000 miles, some people don't drive that far in a, in a year. That's true. And, uh, the vehicle needs to be in for service more often than that anyway. So if 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 in doubt, bring it in twice a year, no matter how many miles you drive. Yeah. And, and that's just kind of a good uh, way to take care good of it. Good rule of thumb. Yep. 2008 Chrysler Town & Country, the check engine light intermittently comes on at the, uh, and the temperature gauge spikes. Then the light goes off and the temperature gauge go back to normal. Any ideas what would cause this? Well, it could be as simple as a sensor that if the temp sensor... Uh, is reading incorrectly, uh, the that will certainly turn on the check engine light. If the vehicle is over overheating, that will turn on the check engine light. So uh, when they when the temp gauge is reading high and the check engine light is is on, you should actually have the vehicle checked and see if it's really overheating. Because if it is overheating, uh, that's really hard on the engine. You don't want to leave it like that. And uh, if it's not overheating, then they need to repair that sensor so that it uh, reads properly. I'm looking at a couple of other texts here, and we're just about out of time. 2016 Jeep Grand Cherokee, six-speed auto transmission. First winter now shows difficulty shifting automatically out of first. Is that normal? I don't know. That's pretty new. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my my opinion on any of that is you've been driving the vehicle. If something changed, that's not normal. If it's always been doing that, then I would take it in and, and at least ask the manufacturer's opinion. But uh, but if something's changed from what it used to be, that's usually not Bring right. it in. Yep. Dan, we're out of time, and I know you're going to be taking off a little bit here. I will, and yeah. Nick will be here, Nick though, Nick will right? be here, you bet. All right. Well, uh, good to see you. How do we get in touch with the Lloyds? You can uh, give us a call at 651-228-1316. You're open today, though, right? We are. Yeah, yeah. till oh. noon. Oh. Uh, we're on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, or uh, come on over, 982 Grand Avenue. And we'll have a great uh, vacation. I know you're off a little bit, but uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks or so. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Thank Dan. you. Bye-bye. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.